0: Ah,
1: you obviously know kung fu. Hey, this is Mickey Bastianello. I'm a stunt performer, and you see me in Wonder Woman, soon to be Black Widow, soon to be Hitman's Bodyguard two, and I'm here with Kung Fu Drive In Podcast.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box. Sit back, relax, and remember, your kung fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> Joining me today, all the way from Germany, stuntwoman, martial artist, actress. You've seen her in blockbusters like Wonder Woman, uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Alita Battle Angel, the upcoming Black Widow. And uh, and speaking of widows, uh, she stunt doubled Emily Beecham's character, The Widow, in the AMC series, uh, much-missed series, Into the Badlands, Mickey Fatchanel. Mickey, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's great to have you. Um, We've tried to uh, schedule this interview a couple of times. You are so busy. It's amazing that you're doing so much work and so much great work, too. So thank you for taking the time out to talk.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a pleasure.
0: Cool. So um, how are you doing uh, with with this crazy new normal? Uh, How are things going over there?
1: Yeah, you know, it's good. I think... um, I do feel very lucky that I'm able to do what I do at this time. Um, I know a lot of people aren't even getting the opportunity to to do anything at the moment. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely like the quarantine period. Everyone was definitely something that we don't always get either, like being in this industry, we're always go, go, go. So having a couple months off, I think, was actually, I was super thankful for that too. So yeah, you know, time with loved ones that you know sometimes we just don't get but then also super thankful to be again working but
0: yeah have things started up again a little bit for you or is because I, uh, I know that uh, around here at least the industries have started to open up again
1: yeah and uh, there's a few that are going in europe um i'm working on a project uh, again super thankful for that um i know things have been Uh, a bit um, a bit slowed down in the U.S. because I know they were going to start up and it's been my touch and go and I've heard things about Canada but I think everyone's just being really careful Um, everything's been really safe Um, like just the procedures are definitely a little bit different but um, we are slowly but surely working there Uh, we had started some stuff in the beginning of the year and I think um, because we had already had a foot in the door, maybe it was a little bit easier to get things going. But everything is covered by SAG and all that stuff, so it ha- everything has to go through like a crazy process. But they're doing a really good job of protecting everybody and keeping everyone safe. Yeah,
0: that's great. Um, so let's get uh, let's go all the way back then. How did you first get involved in martial arts to begin with? Oh
1: wow! Well, <laughs> I started I think when I was eight. And um, I think my grandma actually was the one who was like, oh, like, let's get her in a sport or something like that. And I want to do soccer and hockey. And my mom was like, no, you're going to eat your teeth kicked out or a hockey puck go in your mouth or something. But, and then they thought martial arts was going to be the best answer. <laughs> so, but, you know, like as a female, they're like, oh, like, you know, she'll be able to protect yourself and obviously being quite young still. And um, it was just my mom and I mostly together. And so I think she just wanted me to be, you know, strong and confident and all that good stuff. And uh, so they put me in Aikido for a little bit, started in that, um, and that was just for like probably half a year. And then we moved, I was in Taekwondo after that, um, and then I dabbled from there, did um, competitions, um, did XMA uh, Japanese after that, like uh, more traditional, like uh, Shoriru and uh, Shotokan, just a little bit dabbling in that. But um, yeah. And then from there, it's kind of just been like dabbling here, dabbling there. Can't really say that I've been through like full systems and everything, but I think that um, being able to, you know, dabble has been nice as well.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you've got a couple of uh, championships under your belt. You got a few titles, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, let's see, Taekwondo, I think ended on like second or third degree. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad. I can't remember. <laughs> um, it's been my, the most recent was the, uh, the show every test under, um, Sensei John Sharkey at Sharkey's Karate. And that one, like all my martial arts means, you know, the world to me, but there was something really special to me about that test because, like you only take that test once under him and um, like their degree tests or their, their degrees work a little bit different. Um, I mean, all the tests like you, you know, you talk to different um, like martial arts schools and stuff like that. You know, everyone has a different system and it is, it is a very, you know, mental, physical thing. And I think he he was really, um just adamant that even with like our other martial arts as well that because most of us that uh, have tested and because have gone through his system we all started in different places as well and he was so willing to um let us utilize all of that and he always wanted us to remember where we came from as well and so it's like he wants to see all the styles along with that stuff too so um and then he also just like mentally pushing us too so it, uh, that one was really special to me
0: that's cool. You had a pretty decent following on the competition circuit from the research that I've done. So, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of set you up as a uh, differently as a competitor? What 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 was uh what was the thing that kind of set you apart?
1: Well, back when I was competing, um, I actually didn't compete as long as like a lot of the people who uh, were on the circuit. But um, I think I was kind of a like an underdog when I came in. Um, like I, I remember when I first started competing and I was an underbelt and I was like nervous as shit. <laughs> like <laughs> something about live performing, even like when I talk about it, like it kind of like makes, makes my heart race a little bit. Um, Cause you only get one shot at it. So I was very, you know, nervous going into it. I remember my first like big win, uh, like the grand championship, it was like this eagle. And then for the black belt stuff, I didn't do like the creative musical thing so much. That was more of like the live performing with Sideswipe. Um, but I did a lot of like, I focused on traditional and it was like Nazca traditional. So like a lot of people you will see it like, even on YouTube, they kind of rag on us because they go, oh, it's, you know, it's like, that's not real traditional, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like souped up for competition. and It's a little more open traditional for that. But um, I don't know, there's something about the way uh, that like Sensei had us train and uh, Sensei Sharky had us train. And um, I don't know, I think that, that maybe gave me a little bit of an edge. We, he was, he did make us be, you know, he wanted us that to show those traditional roots in there, um, but also have a little bit of like, uh, just a little bit of ed- an edge So We trained really hard. We trained very hard. Um, it was all about the hard work and not to take away anyone else's. Everyone worked so, so very hard on that uh competition circuit so but i you don't know i was an underdog so i'm not really sure <laughs> <there>, i guess <laughs> you
0: know it's interesting that you say that uh you have um trouble speaking uh because the the videos that i found of you in a competition on youtube uh <laughs> nearly blew out my speakers the first time i <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i've got that a lot <laughs> right i mean but that's that's the whole not knowing anything about the competition circuit that was um was eye-opening i was like what is going on here and there's you and you're in your stance and then all of a sudden you're screaming bloody murder <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes the uh the screaming like again like especially on youtube like some people like rag on it but like there actually is like you know with the bunkai behind the the traditional stuff like the um uh like what you're actually doing in the form and part of that is like It's supposed to be scaring your opponent away. You're supposed to be startling your opponent. And then, of course, again, souped up for competition. You know, a bit of show. Like, there's a lot of, like, the grunting and the, like, the, ah, you know, like, the heavy breathing. (laughs) You you see that a lot with the traditional, you know, because you're – the tension in your hips and stuff like that. But, again, we're just, like, really, you know, amping it up to – make the performance what it is so sorry about the speakers
0: <laughs> it, it was very cool um, i i mean I, lo- I loved seeing that and uh, I, I went down this whole rabbit hole of looking for more of those performances and seeing how everybody does it and um i mean your energy and your 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 projection was amazing so good on you <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um the uh one other thing though uh as a female, though, did you? I, I know your 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 mom and your grandmother pushed you into martial arts, but did you ever receive any resistance or uh, opposition to uh, jumping into the martial arts as a as a girl?
1: Um, I think so. When I started the martial arts, um, and it was just strictly like going to class and all that stuff. Like, family was really supportive, and uh, honestly, most of the friends that I had were through that, even up th- uh, like through high school and stuff like that. It wasn't until I was around, so when I was 16, f- between 14 and 16 is when I really started to uh, to train for competition and also live performing, because that's when I met, uh, I met uh, Sensei John Sharkey and a lot of his people, and I started training under him as well. So I was training under several different people, and I really started to understand what I wanted to do, and that was performing, and, you know, whether it was live performing to be honest, I didn't even know about the, the stunt, like the, the screen fighting and all that stuff at that point, but I really liked the live performing and the competition, and so I started to pursue that, and it wasn't, and at that point, I was 16, and I moved to Chicago, but I, I, I kind of uh, ran away from home, <laughs> and I was, oh. a little, I was a dojo rat. I um Yeah, I moved to Chicago, kind of, I was just like, mom. I'm sorry. This is what I want to do. I relocated high schools. I literally just picked up my, uh, like my junior year, and um, probably gave my mom a heart attack. Bless her. Wow. Yeah, and she, I think, and understandably, you know, like in retrospect, I looked at, I look at it now, and it's like I can't imagine how she felt. But you know, I think that I think at this point she like she forgives me now, and she knows that I'm walking the path, and I know that I'm walking the path that I'm meant to walk. So I think she was her and several people, like in like my close friends thought I was making a mistake and I'm like, they thought I was gonna like, throw my life away, you know, Oh, what are you gonna, you know, like, you're gonna what perform, like, they wanted me to go to college. I did one year in college to try to help, you know, it was like a like half online, and then I would go in like one day a week or something like that. I did that for a year, and then I would just decided I was like, I need to focus on this because I really, in my heart, this is what I wanted to do and pursue. So there was some resistance there, but I think now I have, and I still do constantly want to just, one, just make my mom proud, but also just, you know, just prove that this is who I am and what I want to do because it's in me, you know. That's
0: what we're passionate about. That's what I'm passionate about. So. Well, I think by this uh, by this point, I think your mom is well proud of you. So. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a serious conviction that you you found at 16. I'm a dad. I have a 15 year old. If she tells me tomorrow that she's leaving, I may lose my mind. But.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I like. Again, like, I can't imagine what I did to my mom. And I'm sure, like, you know, if I had a kid, like, you know, you you said you have a 15-year-old. That's, like, that's a, you know, because that's not, you're not quite an adult at that point. But, you know, you're starting to find yourself. So, I think, yeah, I can't imagine. Well,
0: what was the, what was the, what was that call like when you realized that this is it? This is, this is what I'm meant to do because... Like you said, at at, at 16, you're not quite an adult. Uh, You're kind of running on emotion and feeling there. So what was it that spoke to you specifically that said, I am going to pick up, leave Wisconsin, uh, Chicago, (laughs) and and somehow live perform?
1: Well, um, to be honest, like the it was watching other people um and obviously getting a taste for it myself but like when i met um a lot of uh uh, sensei sharkies people and started to train with them and obviously the people that i was with before but um i started to see like the live performing and that you know there was something beyond that as well and i could utilize my skills to do to do this and kind of like tell a story with my body to start to create entertainment you know there's and I'm, and even now, like, there's something, like, you kind of fall in love with how passionate other people are, and I was watching, I I still remember, there's there's two people that I was watching, and I was just like, that's what I want to do, and I was like, because for me, what I felt when I was watching it, and of course, I didn't know exactly where it would lead, but I was like, like, I crave that, and if I don't have that, and if I don't at least try to pursue it, I'll regret it, so I just, um, something in my mind i was just like i have to do this i can't let it go and you know and thankfully it worked out <laughs> but that, was it.
0: that was it yeah that's amazing um then how was the transition from the live performing uh to stunts how did you get involved into the in the stunt world to begin with
1: well uh so once i moved to chicago um there was uh um lbp productions which is like um do you know like uh, Manny Manzanares, and you had several people there um, and myself and some friends um, uh, like Brendan Hewer uh, and lots of people connected from LA as well but we all kind of started doing some just like indie stuff just learning like learning the ropes because he and also some other people had already had their foot in the door with all that stuff, you know, they, and they could do stuff with camera and whatnot. So they were willing to show us reactions and like teach us some fight beats and how that, you know, like, um, real martial arts is different than the screen fighting, but we can adapt it, you know? And so that's kind of how we started making the little videos, you know, which, you know, obviously lots of people were already doing too. Um, and then from there, did, like uh live performing in vegas and then from vegas went to la and started i met uh christopher Cowan. um and uh i was a part of a group called thousand pounds and bonzel carter uh you know amy johnston james young then also Vlad rimberg i owe those guys like honestly my career because i didn't have those guys actually um into the badlands daniel Wu. that's actually how he found me was on youtube wow and he called me up and was like um what are you doing you want to come in for an audition to new orleans and i was like uh sure and that's how he found me wow yeah it's amazing yeah so it's uh it's crazy how you know it's everything's kind of uh the social media thing now especially it's just like it's such a utilized platform it's crazy how it just you know can just springboard people
0: yeah it's a great group to be involved with too. I like a lot of those guys. I've had a few of them on the show, and uh, yeah. they all seem really supportive and uh, really driven to uh, to make their marks in the industry, like you are.
1: Yeah, honestly, like it's um, it's a great way to practice too. And you just like, and the only way you're going to learn is if you if you do it. So the indie stuff is just, you know, just grab a camera. You know, most of the stuff that I learned was out in the woods with Vlad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's actually how I uh, uh, came across you uh, and your work. Um, Vlad is uh, doing amazing stuff, and he's he's killing it in the industry as well. Um, but uh, your fights with Amy Johnston were what uh, uh, if you know if I was a a director, I would probably contact you guys too and be like, hey, can you come work for me because amazing stuff, some really really great stuff uh, that you guys put together. Um, and what what's nice about uh, Vlad's work is that uh, he makes a uh, a sincere push to not just showcase great fighting, but showcase great uh, fighting with females. So you guys got a, a, a great platform to show off your stuff. Yeah. Um, what's it like though nowadays for, uh, for women in the action industry, is it getting better? Are you getting a lot more recognition now? Cause there, there's some good uh, projects out there that showcase female fighting. So what's it like for you guys now?
1: I would say, i'm feel very lucky and i'm very proud of just being in the industry during this time because i think even within the last you know decade you know it just the amount of just action in general has just you know exploded and then even and for women in general as well it's just the amount of opportunities that have been presented has just you know, tripled more maybe. And so I think that, you know, whether it's an action or, you know, the amount of female directors that you see now, you know, producers, writers, like, honestly, there's so, and I think it's only, it's only gonna, there's only gonna be more. And I think that the specifically because we're talking about action too you've seen a lot you know especially with all like you know marvel dc like cw like there's lots of the superheroes and stuff like that um um i was a math alias i was a matt jennifer garner like one of my favorites that's part of the reason i just like you know love that stuff too and i think um yeah i think the last like probably like 10 15 years has really um there's been a lot of good female action you know action-packed stuff and and honestly just again in the industry writers producers directors like you're just seeing more and more and more of it which is amazing and same with like fight coordinating stunt coordinating so many more females in that as well i have a lot of girlfriends who are doing lots of that now so i think it's it's great that you're seeing you know the female counterpart in there
0: yeah, uh, one of the the big projects that uh, showcased some badass women. Uh, t- speaking of Daniel Wu, into the <laughs> Badlands, yeah. you got to, uh, double uh, Emily Beecham there. Um, some really cool work that you guys did there. Uh, really powerful women showcased in that show. Um, how much fun was it to be a part of creating the mythology behind that character?
1: Well, the widow on into the bad, into the Badlands was. Um, sh- she was sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, side note, Emily Beecham is like, she's amazing. Just like the sweetest female you'll meet and just like amazing on camera. And she like, honestly, she's a tough cookie because she got everything thrown at her and she was putting high heels and she was just badass in herself. So lots of props to her and honestly like all the actors because they all went through the same thing like you know swinging swords wearing crazy costumes so just want to say that real quick <laughs> um sure. but, uh, yeah no the the widow definitely was very fun and it was also a great learning experience for me too i feel like i found a lot about myself as well in there you know a lot thanks to that uh the hong kong team too like uh, Wu. Master DD Stephen Fung. And they kind of allowed myself um, and several other performers to explore with, you know, weapons and movement and stuff like that and kind of help create the movement. Obviously, you know, the widow being she's very feminine and she's womanly and she's almost she's regal, like a mother, you know, and you you see a lot of that in her movement. It's very calculated it but it's elegant but also like you know you don't know if she's good or evil and or is she vengeful and what does she want and so there's i feel like there's a lot of that in her you're like what is she fighting for she's so passionate and sassy
0: but uh,
1: (laughs) but yeah she's also very elegant and
0: yeah
1: i like the the two
0: (laughs) (laughs) it it was great what what um what kind of stuff did you bring to the movement? Did you have uh, input in how she moved and the, the kinds of things she did? I, I don't know what that. I know that it was a Hong Kong uh, type of uh, yeah, sort of yeah. With stunts and all that. So, what was your contribution? If you if you had a lot at all?
1: Well, I um, I was lucky enough to like have like previous weapons experience because they really wanted um, Emily to use uh, daggers and double swords. She was always dual wielding. So I was lucky enough to have like that, but then it was also um, a, lot, a lot of acrobatic stuff, which um, a lot of the SMA came into into play there. And then we have the wires and stuff like that. So a lot like I was lucky to have had um, some experience before that um, with some of that stuff, but um, uh, combining all of those I think was um, with their Hong Kong flair. And that's where kind of Master Duty was like, I want, I want this, this, this. And she drops into the splits and I want you to pop up. And then he'd be like, and then I just want you to just slice him up. And so then, you know, we kind of would get, we would get to freestyle and he, that's, yeah. I don't know. It, it is nice to have that uh, creative uh, influence in there. It definitely was, um, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know crazy i can't think of the word right now but yeah 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 yeah. it's very visceral very i don't know i just love using the word sassy because she is very sassy everything's very like flicky and and quick and nimble she's very springy but she's again also very like regal and i don't know kind of i don't know no one can stand in her way so i tried yeah, to add yeah. that in with it so
0: yeah. that's cool uh one of the things that um a couple of your castmates were talking about was the fight camps that were required to use <laughs> yeah. training for into the badlands. What was that like? Cuz I know that was pretty involved and uh uh from what I understand uh not just uh, the stunt guys were there but actors would come in too and and, and you know, anybody that wanted to really get into it would get yeah. into fight camp. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And honestly like for um all three seasons um they would have a fight camp in like even before it started. Um and I would say all of the actors who had action were always there, unless they had like a fitting or something like that, um, just to familiarize themselves with the weapons. Um, and then there's lots of just like conditioning in there. And it was like, it was all day and it was um, <laughs> it was quite tough, very sweaty, um, <laughs> wire training um, and just like, conceptualizing moves um pre-visual work you know like which we see a lot of nowadays um and just kind of see what the actors are capable of you know what's uh what suits them and we try to like just work with that we would just um be familiarizing them with the uh with the weapons like let's say they have to you know, they're like they're going to use tauntauns, they're going to use commas, or they're going to use swords, or they got to wear high heels or something. So we would take that time and um, have them playing with it, teach them how to swing it, you know, teach them how to look cool with it, different stances, um, run them through choreo, and like and specifically with that show, like a, a lot of times with um with film and TV, like you have specific choreo and that goes straight on camera just like that um you know that's what the you know the pre-vises are for but specifically with this one and with the team we would familiarize them with the weapons and um, make sure that they knew how to handle them and stuff like that but we, we would get on set and we would generally learn all the choreo there and you know these are long beats long beats with lots of wire work you, i mean we easily had like you know like six to you know eight gags in a day which is a lot for tv and we were we were fighting and doing uh, we had a fight unit going every day so they would do that and so i i commend these actors because they just you know (laughs) hop on set and put some swords in your hands and here we go and and honestly like all of them did an incredible job because it was uh like even for you put you know anybody in there stunt people you know people who are versed in in fighting or you know wire work whatever like
0: it it took a team so it was definitely um
1: yeah kept you on your toes so the training camp definitely helps
0: <laughs> no that's good yeah yeah of the uh, of the actors that weren't trained martial artists uh did you uh, did you ever think that uh, there were a few that were like these guys might actually be the real deal if they trained
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely honestly uh Again, on that, uh, on into the Badlands specifically, like we had several people who had had like some uh, some martial training or um, some who were ex- extremely like physically inclined. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's no shame in you know, like let's say you're not physically inclined and you still have a bunch of action. That's totally okay, and that's why we're here too. Sure. You know, to make everyone feel comfortable and stuff like that. But like um, a good friend of mine, actually, a uh, Louis Tan, who was on the third season, mm-hmm. he tra- yes, he trains martial arts. I know he was on your show.
0: Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and um, uh, yeah, so he has like a, a martial background, um, which definitely adds to the performance and then um aramis Knight too like and um and also ali as well they both uh in their off time actually like i think beforehand i don't know if they they might have done like a little bit of boxing um but i think beforehand they were just you know pretty physically inclined and then on in their off time uh, in between the seasons they actually trained a bit and then aramis actually was doing like acrobatics on his own as well like uh, B
0: twists and some flippy fun stuff. So, yeah, definitely added to all of that. That's cool. Uh, and one of the uh, the scenes that uh, got a lot of attention online, I know, was uh, Dean Charles Chapman and uh, Louis Tan going at it with the uh, swords. That was a great scene.
1: It honestly, those guys <laughs> were sweating their asses all that day. <laughs> but there's there's something about, and again, I commend these guys because they got on set and they learned all of that on that day. Wow. So, yes, yeah, like, and obviously, you know, the actors are, you know, they learn lots of dialogue and stuff like that, but, you know, throwing all of that at them as well. And like, you know, there's not a ton of cuts in there. And like, like I watched them do it. I remember watching them do it and they were doing runners. Wow. Honestly, yeah, those guys worked really hard for that. And, Everyone on that show did like, honestly, I have a lot of respect for all of those people.
0: That's cool. Uh, One of the uh, guys that you worked with, uh, Andy Long, uh, told me a a quick story about uh, a stunt that uh, you did that wasn't quite physical, but he thought was probably one of the more dangerous stunts on that show. And it was a scene where you had a tree fall near you. (laughs) What was that about?
1: So, um, I still remember the morning, actually. It was very chilly. It was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was standing, um, it's a, it's kind of like a, a dreamy, uh, sequence at first. It starts and then some, uh, ninjas come up through the woods and there's this big old fight and one, uh, it's a tree and this massive pine tree literally falls at her feet. And I was like, it was, um, that one made me sweat a little bit, but exa- exactly why you have a good team that surrounds you and protects you. You have people around you that like, and honestly, the team was amazing on every season. So yes, that one, uh, definitely, uh, got me sweaty <laughs> it was amazing that was amazing you know
0: <laughs> was that really one of the more dangerous stunts that you uh, consider and given all of the seasons
1: um to be honest yeah and it, it's funny like um i feel like probably a lot of us get questions like oh, what's like your favorite stunt or what's the most dangerous thing you've done um there's been a few like that and i think one of the, because a lot, you know, a lot of the stuff is like we, um, specifically like the the screen fighting stuff. You know, we're in control of our body, and we, it's kind, of, you know, like, or if we have a wire on, like it's still within the the realm of our, you know, almost complete control. It's a dance between a few people, but that, when you get into those kind of things, and more you include like cars or you know buildings, you know, explosions, like those are things that are. You know, out of our control in a sense. Obviously, the, it's in a controlled situation, and there, um, you know, the stunt coordinator um, and whoever whoever else is on the team is there. You know, setting it up as um, safe as possible and stuff like that. But at a certain point, you just, you know, I can't hold the tree up, you know, like there's, you know, things like that. But again, that's why we set it up as safe as possible. So it's just the nature of it is a little bit different where, um, I can control myself. I can step away, obviously, but at a certain point, it's, there's other things in play that are much bigger than me, right.
0: <laughs> literally. literally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: That's cool. All right. Let me, uh, let me get to a, a short that you did a while back, um, that, was uh, was really awesomely done It was uh, with you Brendan Heuer, uh Manny Manzanares uh, directed it And um, it was the remake Shot for shot remake of the Fight scene from Wheels on Meals uh, yes. Which yes. you guys did an amazing Job on uh, Such Thank an amazing you. job that Benny Orquidez himself uh, Felt inclined to reach out to you And say that you guys did an incredible job So um, how cool Was that uh, fight scene to do and uh, first of all and then how hard was it because we talked a little bit about that and you said that it was tough uh, emulating the boxing moves that Sensei Benny dropped down in that scene.
1: Yes, yes that um, that short that we did, one was a homework assignment um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes um, do lots of, the, like some of them are for fun and some of them are, are like for specific reasons Um that one was like, and obviously like Benny is Benny and there's like, there's no way I can do Benny better than Benny. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I'm trying to emulate him, but it, um, yeah, a lot of different challenges too. Like, I think we lost our location for a little bit too. And, and obviously, I think I can't remember. I think Manny does say how long it took us exactly. Um, and like the different things we had to tweet, but yeah, he just, you know, and I know uh, Brendan as well, like even just doing like Jackie's like nuances and stuff like that. Like there's just certain things that just make them them. And uh, they're just, and obviously they're at their like physical peaks too at that point. And we have different training and stuff, but of course that's the challenge of it is to try to do it as best we can. But yeah, there was some, <laughs> some fun, like makeshift stuff we did as well. Like with the, I think we did like plastic bottles instead of like candles or something right, right, right. like just weird stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, no. And also like it meant so much to me that Benny did that. Cause it like gave me like a little shout out with, uh, with those guys because some, yeah. I mean, between him and Jackie too, like those, those guys are legends, yeah. you know, living legends.
0: So. Yeah. Now, the speaking of legends, um, who is it in the industry that, uh, you, idolized growing up when you knew that this was the kind of thing that you wanted to do, was there somebody that you looked up to that said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to follow in those footsteps.
1: Um, like coming into the industry, um, when I knew that I wanted to do stunts and I knew that that was like, right, this is kind of the path that I'm going to walk now and pursue. Um, there's a few females, like, I'm sure you've heard of, like, Heidi Moneymaker. She was, like, one of the first, like, really, uh, like, powerful women who, you know, was had already done so much, and she's obviously done a lot, like, to pave the way for for uh, females in the industry, um, among several others. Like, you know, Debbie Evans is a driver, but obviously, like, I don't have a ton of driving experience, so, um, uh, but... There's a lot of guys as well. Um, and I think that, um, like I grew up with guys too. Like I, that's pretty much, you know, I, a lot of us do, um, especially in this industry, um, especially in martial arts too. Like it just ends up being like guy heavy. And I think it's so hard to think of just one person that I can like pinpoint. A lot of people that I've worked with and kind of, cause I didn't know a ton of people when I was coming in, it was kind of just the people that I came into the industry with. But then there's people like uh, Jeremy Marinas, who I had kind of first come to know, Daniel Graham, Annie Sherpa, Brendan Hewer. Um, obviously I came into the industry uh, knowing him. Um, and then Heidi, Renee Moneymaker, Monique Ganderton, Jojo Yusebo, There's just, there's so many, Chad Stahelski, Damon Caro, like all these amazing people. And then there's actually a lot of actresses that I really admire as well. And then getting to see them in action and like, you know, doing what they do best. I like, I think that to me, like even just as a stunt performer, I go that I see that person and they, like, I admire their, you know, their passion and their work. So it just... That too. There's a lot of women out there. Like Robin Wright is amazing, oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, speaking of that, then uh, is uh, is stunt work where you want to stay, or is there a, is there a maybe a pull to go to the acting side of things?
1: I mean, I think that there's a lot of performance goals in general that I have that I still haven't achieved. Um, I mean, like the action acting is definitely something that. Sometimes we even end up doing it like and we don't have lines or something, um, but we have, you know, it's like standing there and like look mean or something, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Some of us do like I've done commercial too, but I would like to do more. I think that there's like even like um, uh, like self projects like some uh, like Chris Cowan, like we still talk about doing stuff, you know, and a lot of times that's just, you know, that's just for us, you know, doing our own things because, you know, let's say because I want to write as well. I want to write. Um, I want to produce so I think there's a lot of stuff in that direction that I'd like to go but right now I think right now stunt performing and then if more can come of that I still would like to do different kinds of performing in front of camera as well so (laughs) possibly I definitely think that uh, I need more work at it though so I think I want to I want to give it the the time and love that it deserves. Like I did the the stunt in the martial arts. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you take a knife to the throat and into the badlands. So that's,
1: no, it's a (laughs) funny. (laughs) So, uh, Mikey, the first on that and Daniel, it's like, they, and we joke, a lot of the stunt, uh, the stunt guys joke. I have a, a friend, Matt Burberry as well, and he was on the first season. And you could like, I think he died like 40 times <laughs> through this, like you would count how many, like through the seasons. Um, and uh, those guys would try to like kill me as much as they could. <laughs> they would put me in like precarious positions to like stay there. Like you have to be dead on a dinosaur tail. Like <laughs> just, and they would, and then there was one time, and this is like kind of sneaky, like I like um, like put someone else in my wardrobe. That's funny. <laughs> and they like laid on the, <laughs> I don't think you can see it on camera, <laughs> but <you know? laughs> just to like get back at Mikey for like killing me. Nice. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> That's very
0: cool. It sounds like you guys had a really great camaraderie on that set though.
1: Yes, we did. The, the team, and honestly, it becomes a family, which... I think for most jobs that you work for a long time, you do, you, you develop these relationships, you see these people every day, you go through hard days, and you go through good days, and it does, they become like family, and like, uh, a lot of those guys, most of those guys I still talk to, and we end up working together again a lot, so um a very small big world
0: <laughs> very cool all right um i've taken up a lot of time so let's do a quick lightning round and have a little bit of fun yeah all right ready yeah. first thing that comes to your mind um you're in germany right now so what's your favorite german phrase at the moment
1: uh i just learned bitte which is thing or you're welcome i don't know
0: <laughs> please baby. i think it means please and you're welcome i think so there we go <laughs> Alright uh, uh, Who's your favorite Mutant Ninja Turtle
1: Oh Don Tello Nice
0: <laughs> uh, How many pizza slices Can you eat by yourself
1: Oh Probably A solid four
0: Nice That's respectable That's half a pound <laughs> <awesome. laughs> Alright uh, The Pandemic zombie apocalypse Rises up You get to choose one Bruce Lee Jackie Chan Or Jet Li Who do you take
1: Ooh oh,
0: Jet Li nice. <laughs> Wow that's Nice <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, you, Amy Johnson, and Amy Sturdivant play a round of quarters. Who passes out first? Who passes out first? <laughs> oh, God! Amy Sturdivant is really strong. I'd probably pass out
1: first. <laughs> <There>
0: you <go. laughs> okay. Um, you did a uh, commercial for Fruit of the Loom where you were in your underwear. How much glue and tape did it take to keep everything in place?
1: Lots and <laughs> lots of towels, so you didn't see sweatiness. <laughs>
0: all right uh if you weren't doing stunts you would be a chef really are you a foodie i love cooking. do you I'm, oh my gosh yes it's
1: insane and i love baking
0: nice what's your best yeah. baking dish
1: um cupcakes and i also like making cookies i made me own cookie recipe too so.
0: look at you <laughs> so there's a uh mickey facinela cookbook in the works somewhere i'm sure
1: someday maybe <laughs> <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> and uh last question and it's the trick question, so hopefully you get it right. But what's your favorite podcast about kung fu and martial arts?
2: Kung Fu <laughs> podcast
0: Awesome, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell me then what's coming up next for you. Uh there's uh, obviously there's things that you cannot talk about, but there are a couple of projects that are coming out that we're all waiting for. I'm waiting for Black Widow, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 uh, as well. So what uh, can you talk about?
1: Um, Like specifically from those films um, or there's also um, Hitman's Bodyguard 2, which I also do with Selma Hayek. Cool. Um, I think that's coming out. Goodness. I think it actually got pushed to uh, end of 2021 or maybe um, I can't really remember, but yeah, that's a... Uh, That's it for now.
0: (laughs) And uh, yeah, all the stuff that you can't talk to us about. uh, Best of luck with all those things. But where can my audience go to follow you and follow uh, all of your projects as they come to light?
1: Ah, well, um, Instagram is mainly like my, the only like social media that I have. So that or YouTube, but I'm terrible at social media. So (laughs) 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 eventually.
0: That's That's good. So Instagram. (laughs) Yep, we'll post those link that link in the show notes, uh, and uh, please follow her. She does some great work, Mickey. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk. Amazing work that you do, um, my girls. Uh, I have three daughters. Uh, they I did introduce them to your work way back when, so they think you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. hopefully they'll they'll take some lessons from you in in uh, determination and sticking with it. I, I don't know that I'm gonna be on board with her leaving uh for Chicago to just go do live performance. But if she I don't feels, doubt it. I don't <laughs> doubt it. If she feels that call, uh, then obviously I'll be supportive. But uh I'm sure you made your mom proud uh and I'm sure that you continue to, but uh great work that you're doing. Best of luck with everything else that you have going on and I'm sure we'll see much more of you in the future. So keep it up and Thank you so much for talking with us today.
1: Well, thank you so much. And good luck with your, your little ones too. I'm sure they'll make you proud as well.
0: I hope so. <laughs> thanks so much. Mickey Faccinello, everybody. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Huge. Thanks. And at the time of this release, happy birthday to the amazing Mickey Faccinello for breaking away from her ultra busy schedule to talk with me. I've been a fan of her work for a while and chances are you have been too since she's absolutely killing it in the industry right now. You can catch more of her work in the upcoming Black Widow movie from Marvel, The Hitman's Bodyguard 2, and Wonder Woman 1984, so check her out and keep an eye out for even more of her work to come. Give her a follow on Instagram, at Michaela Ashley, or check her action reel out on YouTube. Both of those links will be in the show notes, so pay her a visit, drop her a line that you caught her here on the show. If you're subscribed to the Patreon feed, the exclusive video of our chat will be available for patrons only. Otherwise, you can follow me on all my socials as well, or drop me a line at kungfudriving at gmail.com. Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world.
2: ready for some action, drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting, ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action, drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting, ha! This time it's war we we'll smash the place up With a dragon claw I see the iron fist In before the daily prayers Shouting monks on their hands Running down the <laughs> thousand stairs The fatally leak Now's in King hands With the fearless I hear roaming Over the lands Yet yeah, the little bitch soldier Is older than wiser He wants a world of peace Because he doesn't want to fight you got the venom mob Laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks Guaranteed to break jars Fight for the cast Then pause here applause Not yen back kicks Will defeat the outlaws Very good But more don't hit back Yeah the death jewel's here Derby D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jelly's even faster Could had a little drink Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time shine China Rosamund Quan is real fine But see magic on his spine Golden Swallow has arrived shan chi movies Will the hero survive? We've got the Brave Archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cut the vampires back we got Lam Ching To kill them all To so stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shao in the Mantis style. Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary Pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk, and then we're fighting, ha. This time it's warm, we smash the place up with our dragon claws. We're welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk, and then we're fighting, ha. It's time to war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death, yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time and China Counting the TikTok. tock. The showgun Assassin slashing blood or just the strip drop The head kick, neck chop Balance the won't stop Wanna kill Bill? Better get the assassins She's got Emma dressed in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the parties on the floor when the blood it will splatter against the walls No fear at all to kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend at the car Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast you rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets In a sample, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drinking a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha, this time it's warm To smash the place up with a dragon cross. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drinking a little wine